from the center of the multiverse, from the timekeeper's desk and emporium of wonder and all that is mystic and empirically magical, we welcome you across the multiverse variants to Earth 894, an Earth ruled by the Marvel Cinematic Universe and a certain person, he who remains. Here on Earth 894, we discuss the latest MCU news, reviews, who's the latest and greatest variant who gets pruned later on, some commentary, and a whole bunch more. My name is Devin, the Conqueror. Joining me as always, the legendary one who still remains, Louis Tannerini. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I got a funny thing about that later, but uh, yeah. What's up, everyone? This is Earth 894. Hope you enjoyed the little banter, but basically, this is the best Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast you're going to listen to today. So without further ado, what we like to do is talk about the MCU. That rhymed. Yeah, man, I'm on it today. I have my coffee. We're recording on a Saturday as opposed to like late in a weeknight evening. So I'm a little bit more alert. Had a nice little nap, then had some coffee. So I'm good, man. But, uh, Louie, how are you doing? All's good, you know, living the dream. Mm-hmm. Henry's taking a nap. Hannah's folding clothes. I'm recording a podcast. Life's good. I worked this morning, so I did not have time for a nap. Oh. But, uh, yeah, all's good. Good stuff, man. Uh, how are feeling you? better? Yeah, yeah, I was sick all week. Um, I'm not, like, ready to go for a run or anything, but. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm going to die every 10 seconds. No, even if I'm feeling good, I'm not ready for a run. So I, I like, feel you. I like running, though. I hate it. This makes my chest hurt. Well, I you get gotta, that checked out. You got to slow down. Yeah. I don't run fast. I just. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm doing well. I am doing well. Just staying busy with work and school and everything that's going on with the MCU. It's a whirlwind right now there's so much going on which i'm excited for to say the least but uh yeah i want to know aside from all this other stuff going on what has been mcu for you my dude i've watched this episode of loki twice that's taken up at least two hours of my time after our live stream even before our live stream i went out and i was funko pop uh shopping looking for funko pops i bought four for giveaways during the live stream. So four people got Funko Pops. We'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and they're and, very cool. And as I was looking for those, I decided that I needed ones that I wanted. So I ended up finding a John F. Walker and a US agent Funko Pop, both at the same place. I finally found them. Yeah, it was a hot topic at Fox Valley Mall. I don't even know which town that would be in, but it's in Illinois. It's like an hour away. Jeez. I was already out there anyway, but yeah. It was fate that brought you together. Yeah, I I really want a Red Guardian one. And I found a Red Guardian with an Alexi on Facebook for 30 bucks. And I mm. just kept looking at it to see if they would ever drop the price, which is always a stupid thing to even look. And then uh now it's gone, so somebody bought it. But I'm sure you'll find it. It was more uh more for them then. That's fine. There you go. So 
Yeah, now I have a Yelena Belova from Black Widow. I have two John Walkers in different suits. Also, the day that I went to the mall, I was hanging out with my good friends, my aunt and uncle, if you will, mm-hmm. Jenny and Carl. We were at the mall doing a doing an escape room thing where we did a bunch of different escape rooms. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. That was at the mall, so that's why we were there. But before that, we watched Thor Ragnarok, which was awesome. Always nice. is. And then we watched episode five of Loki. So I've seen a lot of Loki this last week. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we got our stickers in. I've been trying to give those out and trying to get people to send me pictures of stickers. If you want stickers, let me know. All I ask is that you send me pictures of the stickers. I sent a few out in the mail Thursday because I was going to do it earlier than that. And then I died. <laughs> and I got to life. <laughs> now I'm here. So. Surprise! I'm back. Um. Oh, and I started playing Miles again. I while did? I was while I was sick. I threw it in the uh, in the PS4 over there because I'm not a rich guy with a lot of time. You know, I don't have a PS5. Threw it in the PS4, and I've been playing that. I finally finished the game. Mm-hmm. Like I beat the story mode. I just needed one more suit. Started ah. the new game plus. Got that suit, and you know, I don't have like unlimited time to sit there and play it. So I can't get too into it. And it's kind of a game you have to really immerse yourself into. Mm-hmm. So I haven't like really done a lot since I restarted playing it, but that's fair. Good friend of the show, Richard, he, he sent me, he's got his PS five. He sent me, he was playing Spider-Man, the original one. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it looked incredible. Yeah. He, did, I... he didn't put his old information. in, so he's got to replay the whole game. Uh, which I mean, it's not the worst thing you have to do. He's happy to do it. I think I started a new game plus on that, uh, about a year ago when I was just killing time. And I think I got maybe like a third of the way through, but then, you know, miles eventually came out and I originally was thinking of holding off on getting miles until I got a PS five. <laughs> and then I realized how bad getting a PS five is that I, uh, just caved and I said, you know what, whatever I'm getting the game. And then uh, I got sick for two weeks because, you know, the Rona last year. And I'm so glad because uh, not that I wasn't glad that I got sick. I was glad that I bought the game because I still don't have a PS5 because it is impossible to get and I, it's not worth it. Um, so I would have uh, shorted myself out on a really great story and experience. So and it still played pretty well. I have an OG PS4 from like the actual launch. So my thing is jet engine anytime it turns on and plays anything. So. Oh, yeah. It works pretty well. I think it only froze on me one time. I have the middle PS4 where it's not yours, but my brother-in-law bought one like, I don't know, last year. It was it was longer than that. But like one of the slim ones or whatever? Yeah, he's got like the newest one. Mm. Oh, you should wait until they come out with the PS5 Plus. I'm like, that's like 10 years from now. <laughs> Probably another two years, honestly. Eh, regardless, how uh, what was MCU for you this week, Dev? You know, aside from uh, what I just previously mentioned, I actually just tried uh, a little bit earlier today to get me in the mood. I was rewatching Loki the finale to get a little bit more caught up. And then also I decided to finally play some Avengers again on PlayStation Ooh. because uh, I was playing a game last night with a friend. And so I made sure all my stuff was up to date and downloaded because, like I said, every time I go to play the damn game, there's like a 
a 10 gigabyte update. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to play this anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> there wasn't an update. So I played a little bit. And so the fact still remains is that it's like, it's a very clunky game. My opinion on it really hasn't changed. But I uh, I think I might actually try and bear with it and just try and finish the story. Just because uh, we're in this point right now where we saw Black Widow, Loki's over. The next thing up is what if, and then we'll eventually get Shane Chi. So like for me, I need something a little bit more uh, storyline intensive, I think just to fill that void until we get back on track with some new uh, Marvel um, movies and shows and stuff later this fall. So um, I might try and divvy out some time to keep playing it just because. And like it always looks cool from like a bunch of images they show and new suits and yada. And I'm always tempted to buy uh, whatever meant like the grocery store or Target. I always see like the packs of five gum that have like the <laughs> Marvel Avengers on there. It's like buy this and you get like exclusive in-game content, whatever from it. Yeah. And I don't chew gum, but I'm always thinking about asking Alyssa, like if I buy this, will you eat it? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just going to give random gum away to people just because I wanted the, the everybody stuff. loves the guy that has gum. Yeah. I know. So that's pretty much been it for me aside from uh, just looking around and uh, I'm always on the hunt for buying new merch because I'm a, uh, I'm a retail junkie, but um, I think I mentioned on a previous episode where I was looking at this, I think it's Hot Toys or Sideshow Collectibles. They had basically, if you remember from Into the Spider-Verse, when they show uh, Peter Parker's kind of like hidden uh, bunker and you see all the suits in the different like capsules uh, on display. They have yeah. that, but it's like the, yeah, like the, they have like an actual collectible version of that. And I think each one is 200 bucks. God damn. But it's like uh, it's a set of eight and eight, I think. So each set is like, you know, one ninety nine and um, my birthday and your birthday are coming up soon. But I'm uh, low key <laughs> keeping my eye out just to see if it ever goes down on price, because if it does, I might snatch it up. But aside from that, that's been pretty much my MCU week. So how about we dive into some news a little bit before we're going to talk about the finale episode six of Loki that had a lot more than we were intending for and definitely it's gonna it's it showed its implications but before we get into that uh how about we talk about some news for this week i like news you like news well i got news for you there's news news or footage keyword marvel news all right so first up on the list here you know not a lot of people are into war shows anymore there's been a record decline of the interest and total viewership of the Grammys, the Emmys, the Oscars, you name it. However, one thing that's actually really cool is the fact that for the longest time, genre television and movies, you know, like Avengers and Marvel, Star Wars, all that stuff, right? They haven't really been, although they might be the most popular uh, pieces of uh, film and television out there, they don't really usually get what they deserve in terms of the actual talent that goes behind with recognition for awards. So what's really cool is that uh, Emmy nominations have gone out and like uh, have been announced over the last week. And so WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have actually received Emmy nominations. However, what's crazy and really, really cool is the fact that WandaVision has 23 primetime Emmy nominations, one of uh, which including Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series. So let's do this real quick. It is nominated for Outstanding Limited Series, Lead Actress in a Limited Series, Elizabeth Olsen, Lead Actor in a Limited Series, Paul Bettany, Supporting Actress in a Limited Series, Catherine Hahn, Directing for a Limited Series, Matt Shackman, Writing for a Limited 
three episodes, Chuck Wayward, Peter Cameron, all new Halloween spectacular, Jan Schaefer, filmed before a live studio audience, Laura Donnie, previously on, outstanding production design for a narrative program, half hour, outstanding casting for a limited or anthology series or movie, outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes, outstanding sci- uh, outstanding single camera picture editing for a limited or anthology series or movie, two episodes, on a very special episode, their series finale, outstanding period and or character hairstyling, outstanding main title design, outstanding period and or character makeup, non-prosthetic, outstanding music production for a limited or anthology series, movie or special original dramatic score, outstanding original music and lyrics, Agatha all along, outstanding original main title theme music, outstanding musical supervision, outstanding sound editing for a limited or anthology series, movie or special, outstanding sound mixing for a limited or anthology series or movie, and finally, outstanding special visual effects in a season or a movie. Let's hope they win them all. Just to name a few. I think they might actually win some of these, to be honest. There's a lot. But also at the Emmys, there can be a lot of nominations because of shows and episodes and everything. But then a much shorter list for Falcon and Winter Soldier. They got five primetime Emmy noms. So they got, uh, let's see here, guest actor in a drama series, which was Don Cheadle. He got nominated for his first episode appearance, which, you know, was less than like two minutes of screen time. Uh, There's also outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, which was one hour. Outstanding special visual effects in a season. Outstanding stunt coordination. Outstanding stunt performance. And then, did I already say this part? I don't know. Outstanding special visual effects in a season or movie. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. They got some, I mean, nominations. So it's pretty cool to see that um, they got a lot of award noms. And also, for uh, Elizabeth Olsen, her first ever nomination is outstanding lead actress in a limited series. And so I don't think she's going to get it because I guess the people she's up against from what I've read online, very, very stiff, very veteran experienced actresses. But the fact of the matter is that Marvel is being recognized as not just, you know, the the action money-making dollar printing movies and shows out there, but the fact like there actually is artistic vision and development behind everything. So it's uh, pretty cool just to see everything nominated and actually being recognized. So uh, it's a good day to be part of the MCU and to be a fan. Whew, I need the water after that. Yeah, I forgot to even mention during our uh, MCU for you, I uh, I didn't really watch, but I turned on WandaVision and had it playing in the background while I was laying there half dead on <laughs> Wednesday nice. when I called off of work. Yeah. So I watched or listened to most of that the other day. That's cool in and out of falling asleep and stuff. I feel you on that. And so let's go on to our next story, which is a little bit more focused on uh, Black Widow. So if you haven't had a chance to see the movie by now, you definitely should go see it. Um, I've come around to, the, like, actually, the more I think about it and listen to uh, interviews and reviews and all that good stuff, I've come to realize that Black Widow actually really was a great movie. Um, yeah. So I... Uh, I told I you s- that. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> You know, I thought it was like average. I thought it was uh, probably what I expected, but I think there's a lot more to it that actually made it a lot better than I thought it was. So I'm probably going to watch it again soon at some point um, when I get a chance, maybe next weekend. But uh, I just wanted to show like some of the numbers. So it actually is the best movie of uh, the year so far. The number one movie (laughs) because of, you know, how box office has been the number one movie of the summer, but it's still number one so far. However, I think Space Jam actually dethroned it after a week. Really? Yeah, because, you know, it's Space Jam. Space Jam just came out yesterday. Yeah. Or I think it's on par, too. I got to look it up. But so just in the stats, right? So for Black Widow's opening weekend, it ranks uh, number six in standalone MCU films. So um, the first one is Black Panther. That was at 202 uh, million. Yeah, I remember that. It was impossible to see that movie for a while. It was wild, dude. It was a, uh, it was good. 
Then Captain Marvel clocks in at number two at 153 million. Spider Man Homecoming. Snap. Yeah, Spider Man Homecoming is at 117 million. Spider Man. Iron Man is at 98 million. Doctor Strange is at 85 million. And then Black Widow is at 80 million. And then uh, the next four after that is Thor at 65. Captain America, the first Avenger at 65 as well. Ant Man at 57. And The Incredible Hulk at 55. That's just the first of the movie? Yeah, these are only standalone films, so it's like their first uh Yeah, but it ha- but it has to be the first movie. Cuz I would say that like Iron Man 2 is a standalone Iron Man film, right? Yeah, it's a first character introduction. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say Far From Home broke a billion. Mhm. But okay. I I just making sure I understood what you meant. Yeah, yeah, good question. So uh overall, there's still a lot to be excited for, so go check out Black Widow. It's great. You'll have a good time. And the music is really good, dude. I've been listening to the soundtrack actually a little bit throughout the week and it's been great. If I can stay awake, I might order it tonight. Dude, I kind of want to know. I kind of want to. Kind of want to. You actually know what? If you do it, let me know because I think Disney Plus has a watch party option. Regardless, you have plans tonight, so uh, wouldn't wouldn't make a lot of sense. But either way, let's... uh, Right on into another Disney Plus thing. I weaponized a lion. And I ended, I ended the multiversal war. Episode six of our very, uh, eh, I don't know about you, but at least my favorite story that disney plus has told so far Mm -hmm. loki episode six came out wednesday and it was freaking dope i feel like i say that every week so episode six titled for all time always clocked in at 47 minutes with an after credit scene um yeah i'm on board dude this has been my favorite of the out of the three series so far that we've had this year this has been my number one Oh, man, I loved Falcon Winter Soldier, but as far as stories go, nothing even comes close to this one. That's where I'm coming from, is it just as a, like the implications and the effects that it has on the actual uh, MCU, that's what makes it a little bit more um, appealing and being my number one. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision still had excellent stories, but they're kind of different uh, in what they were actually trying to accomplish. But with this, this is, we always, we were always hearing before the show came out, from director, cast, crew, Kevin Feige, uh, Tom Hiddleston, and the like, saying how Loki was going to have some major implication, uh, implications on the, uh, the cinematic universe, and now we've seen why with what's going on. So, overall, uh, Louis, what would you say? I can kind of already infer what you're going to say, but like, what was your overall uh, takeaway of the first time those credits ran across your screen for episode six? At the end, what did I think? Yeah, like after you watched this episode for the first time, what was going through your mind? If I'm being completely honest with you, it was pretty late. We watched it in our bedroom, which is Mm -hmm. right below Henry's bedroom. So it was kind of quiet. The last episode wasn't a lot of action. It was a lot of talking and just being Mm -hmm. quiet. So I I missed a lot of what was being said. Mm -hmm. So I knew I was going to have to rewatch it, which is why I did. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Like, 
we always make bold predictions, and I'm sure by the end of this episode, we're going to have to predict that season two, and I'm just like, I have no idea. I have no idea what's going to happen now. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if you thought I was going to say it was freaking dope, it was freaking dope. <laughs> Is that what you thought? Uh, I was kind of getting there. <laughs> what, uh, what did you think? I was like, okay, okay, so I might catch some plaque for this, but this is a bottle episode. Do you know what a bottle episode is? That is where, um, no, I don't. So a bottle episode, it's all good. Uh, I never knew about it until uh, the show Community. Abed is like, oh, it's a bottle episode. It's a bottle episode. So a bottle episode is when they usually spend a little bit less of their budget on an episode where a lot of it takes place uh, mainly through dialogue in one to two locations. So if you think about this episode, right, a lot of it just took place inside the uh, like the fortress or the office of He Who Remains, right? Yeah. So a lot of it was just talking and talking and talking. There really wasn't much of like previous episodes where they're on Lamentis or they're into different um, timelines and uh, pathways. So Oshkosh. Oshkosh, there you go. How could we how could we forget Oshkosh? So that's what kind of made it a bottle episode. That's my opinion. So there wasn't like I wasn't as like, ooh, but my biggest takeaway was the fact that okay, like they actually showed Kang and we got to meet him. They didn't say his name, which I thought was an interesting choice. But um a lot of us and many others too were kind of speculating that if anything we're gonna get kind of like a end of Avengers when you see Thanos, right? Just kind of turn over his shoulder and get that smirk. Just thought we were maybe going to get a quick glimpse of him and someone else was going to be like, people thought Loki was going to be the guy inside pulling all the strings. Right. So it was a very pleasant surprise to see that. Like, no, they're going for it. We got Kang introduced. Go back a few episodes. You'll see where uh, somebody said that that they were going to throw some Kang in there. There was no way they weren't going to throw Kang in there. You called it, my man. You called it. Good on you, dude. Yeah, it's I have some questions, which I think we'll dive into in a minute here. But yeah, I got to say, I'm excited for what happens next, because we did see in the end credits that they did say that Loki will return in season two. So it finally is confirmed that, yep, season two is happening, which is good. Yeah, which is really good, because I think I might speak for a lot of people when I want more Loki. And I was going to be really disappointed if they ended his uh, story with this series. but. Well, Tom Hiddleston said that he'll play Loki for the rest of his life. So you're set. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm so happy because I think they might be like, you know what? Because Marvel said that they're not signing people uh, anymore in the future for uh, like multiple um, picture deals. It's going to be like a picture by picture basis, which is probably smart. But hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, I'm really excited. So let's talk a little bit more about what actually went down right so this episode kicks off where uh episode five previous left off where they were just about to enter the fortress that uh uh he remains is in and so there is this particular point when they're uh sylvie and loki are venturing inside and there's a jump scare which i totally jumped because it was five in the morning when i was watching this on wednesday i didn't jump the first time and the second time i was expecting it more but i didn't I didn't think it was a jump scare and everybody else is like, oh, it was terrifying. Really? It's not terrifying. It's just like, I did not expect a howdy, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. Or, hey, y'all. It got <laughs> me. I was like, whoa. Because, you know, it's like that slow kind of camera 
uh, perspective going inwards and then it's all quiet and ominous and this, hey, y'all, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of funny. Language. Thank you. So I found out this interesting little thing from uh, the director of Loki. Um, is her name's Kate, Kate Heron? But she uh, revealed that originally they actually had a fight scene with Miss Minutes uh, planned for this episode, but they decided to scrap it. Lame. Which, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what a fight Lame. scene would have. Uh... I would have loved a fight scene with Miss Minutes. So how would it look? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> Fair enough. I wonder if there she was has an like... alligator Loki in this in this series. Who cares? I think it'd be, look a lot like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit fighting around. It'd be very wacky and cartoony. But I wonder if they had scrapped it because it felt maybe it'd take you too out of place with what they're trying to do. So, um, but Miss Minutes, I think she'll be back for season two. Probably, probably getting everybody back in season two. I mean, we have to. There's so many open-ended questions like not everybody but most people yeah like what's gonna happen with sylvie where is uh ravona renslayer going what's up with mobius now that it looks like the tva has changed there's a lot going on let's see what else happens so this episode kind of has a divergent uh two stories going on right so we got sylvie kang and uh loki and then we also have mobius trying to confront ravona and other stuff going on. So I noticed something that was kind of interesting. When Mobius takes uh, Hunter, is it B20? C15? I forget which one she is, but he takes the Hunter. Hunter, B, Hunter B15? B15, right? C20 was so. the one. C20 was the other one that was at the Mexican restaurant. Yeah, perfect. So when they go back in time and they uh go to that one. Thanks, I try. Yeah, they go... uh and uh, find Ravona, her actual non-variant self. And one of the other hunters, he's like, wait, what's Ravona doing here? And he goes, that's not her. I notice on the wall, her degree says the Ohio State University. Yeah, and her name is on there too. Yeah. It's from the comics. What I thought was interesting is that's our second Ohio reference. One being Natasha and everyone else from Black Widow. They were uh, living in Ohio in the beginning of the movie. And then... She's from Ohio with her degree. Oh, Dev. I love how deep you dive into this stuff. It's all connected. I, Ohio. I don't think I don't think that matters at all, man. I really Ohio don't. is a center of the multiverse. I don't think Ohio has anything to do with that at all. You like I think I think of, about stuff <laughs> a lot, and then you just you just surprise me with stuff, man. <laughs> with Black Widow and Ravona Renslayer being Ohio based. No, I don't think it matters. I really you know don't. Who's also from Ohio? The Russo brothers. No, oh, are they? <laughs> yes. You know what else is up with Ohio? What? An episode of Shield. Oh, I didn't see that show. That's all I got. Yeah, Ohio is a state. That's all I'll say about Ohio, I guess. Yeah, so uh, that's that's my big brain theory right now. But that, I just wanted to point that out because I thought, just thought that was kind of funny. There probably is nothing. It's probably, if anything, there's a lot of people who just really love Ohio. Or maybe there's a lot of people from Ohio who work for Marvel. I'm trying to look up that plaque, that degree that she's got hanging there because it's got her name on it and I can't remember what it was. Let me look it up. While you're looking that up, though, so 
let's talk a little about Ravona, right? She and Mobius have that uh, confrontation in her office where he's trying to talk to her a little bit more and see, like, he wants the truth, right? But eventually she just ends up kind of going off because she's in search of free will. She's having like this existential crisis, pretty much. Where do you think she may have gone? I don't know, man. She got the stuff from Miss Minutes, that that uh, file, I mm-hmm. guess, from Miss Minutes, from He Who Remains. So it's, mm-hmm. it's got to be something. All right, I'm looking at the plaque right now, uh, her diploma. It is Rebecca Tormine. Yeah. I think in that's the, a T. In the comics, sh- that's like her alias name. Rebecca Tormine. I believe. Yeah. So they're paying attention what they're doing. It's kind of cool. Like mm-hmm. I said, I watched that Watch Mojo video after every episode, and they talked about that. Mm-hmm. That was a big thing for them. I, I don't know, man. There's so much about Judge Renslayer that we just have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. They didn't really spend a lot of time on her. You know, you saw she's a principal in Ohio. Yep. I thought it was going to be a big deal that she had another Mobius type guy. I don't. I can't oh, remember yeah. the word they used. And then they just never brought that up again. Uh, Yeah, it was like... um. He said, I've never seen that pen before. Must, must be, be from, from the other person. Yeah, must be from the other guy. She's like, oh yeah, he's the best. He's like, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, they never even brought him up again, ever. I'm like, oh. Cool. So yeah, that, I wonder if that is a deeper meaning thing, or if it's just uh, just going to show she has maybe other people she is confident with, or I don't know, maybe just the fact that she's untrustworthy. Yeah. Well, not the most open. She walked into the into the portal from the temp pad and got she got that stuff from Miss Minutes. She said, "Happy reading, y'all," and then disappeared. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And then I don't know, man. I have no idea. She had to go. She had to go find. You're gonna have to help me here, Nathaniel, something or another. What's his last name? Are we talking about that? What the he who remains? What's his name? Nathaniel Richards. Richards. So she had to go find a version, a version of him somewhere. I assume. Mm. I wonder if she actually knows who he is, or she's actually seen him. Because you know, I doubt she, it. She was always. She was kind of like it was news to her too that the timekeepers were just robots right yeah she was just as surprised yeah but he had given her information mm-hmm. fr- from miss minutes so i'm sure he was like go find nathaniel richards version yada yada at this place and she mm. before mobius got there she typed that into her tempad or whatever and that's where she went to go follow his instructions or whatever that's just a you bring up a good point, actually. Just a blind guess, but who knows? When they go to confront, uh, they being Sylvie and Loki, when they go to confront Kang, and he has them go to their office, and you know they're all like, what the heck's going on here? This is weird. Are you a liar, truther? <laughs> I ain't calling you a truther. He's talking to them about how he's he's old. He's tired, right? He fought off the multiversal, multiversal war because it was all against his variants of himself, which is revealed. but. He talks about how he always has been on the hunt for basically having someone take over his place or help him out. But then he mentions he never thought it'd be in the form of two, two being Loki and Sylvie, right? But what if, uh, because also he realizes that they they pass this 
certain threshold and he no longer has any idea of what's going to happen next, right? I wonder if he had a contingency plan with Ravona that maybe, and like in the case of his death or, you know, things are going south, that he was going to give her uh, a mission, which goes back to what you were saying about uh, Miss Minutes giving Ravona the files that basically he thought was best or what she needed. Maybe that's going to be her like quote unquote mission on her own to maybe do some sort of like contingency plan in the instance of his death. Cause you know, that did happen from Sylvie and it's gonna, it's gonna cause some pretty big issues from what we're inferring and seeing. So uh, maybe she's just on her own different mission and maybe that's why she's being so closed about it too. But it also could just be her being like, you know what? I just need some information. I need to figure this stuff out on my own, do some soul, soul searching, go to, I don't know, Woodstock then uh come back and think it all out and i don't know i feel like i feel like that makes her more of a good good person like a protagonist and she's definitely protagonist she's definitely an antagonist so i feel like she's always on the bad side you know Mm -hmm. so just to think that she's going out to find her own answers i don't i don't buy that i feel like they want you to think something like that that's fair yeah, I have to look up more about her actual character in the comics, get a better understanding. From what I can tell, in the comic book, Kang loves her, mm-hmm. and she's just like, yeah, whatever, man. And so, like, he brings the Avengers to her and then beats the crap out of them, and then she's like, cool, jerk. <laughs> and uh, something happens where Kang is going to get killed, probably by a different version of Nathaniel Richards, and mm-hmm. she, like, sac- not sacrifices herself, but she saves him, and they fall in love, and now they're, mm-hmm. like, in love. I don't know. I didn't do too much research on it, but, yeah, they're, like, lovebirds and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, we'll find out more. I guess she showed up in Avengers number 23. That was released in, what does it say here? 1965? Yeah. 1965? Wow. That was, that was a great year. I remember that year like it was yesterday. Yeah, dude. Like two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. I need to get back up on my comics. That's what it's turning into. Which I kind of like that they're pulling in so many different characters that we just can't... You know, even if you don't have any MCU uh, Marvel comic book knowledge, you can kind of be like, oh, they're alluding to Hulk and Iron Man. They're, uh, oh, look, there's Mjolnir. That's a big hammer guy. Oh, they're going to bring Thor into the universe. Now it's like... Ravona and Mobius and Joaquin Torres, and you're like, oh shoot, I actually have to do some research on this. Well, I I had a sidebar. I had asked my buddy about Black Widow if he's seen it. He said, no, I'm not paying the thirty dollars, and <clears throat> I probably won't go see it in the theater either. I was like, why not, man? It was great. And I was like, the Red Guardian's in it, and he goes, Red Guardian. What about Omega Red? I said, who is Omega Red? <laughs> he asked me about eight times about Omega Red, but he refused to tell me who he was. And I still don't know because I never looked it up. But yeah. Omega Red is a fictional character appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, most commonly in association with the X-Men. In 2009, Omega Red was ranked as IGN's 95th greatest comic book villain of all time. Top 100. That's pretty good. Hey, he looks like Whiplash, except a Mortal Kombat version of him. And he looks like his whips are like metal, but through his forearms and very veiny. And this guy's bad hygiene. And All right. We're beating around the bush here, man. They get into the 
into the building that's oddly shaped like a pruner, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Before that even happens, I have to ask you a question because I'm... You remember, I say this every episode. I'm dumb and I don't know what's happening. She is... She is and Sylvie is talking to Loki about... They're standing at the door. She goes, well, mm-hmm. aren't you going to try and stop me? He said, no, not really. You know, do what mm-hmm. you got to do. And uh, he's like, are you ready? And she's like... And she like snaps at him. And she says... I was pruned before you were, before you even, I was pruned before you ever existed. Do you remember her saying that? Yeah. To my knowledge, when you get pruned, you get sent to the void. Sound right? Yes. She was pruned well after she met Loki. How was she pruned before he ever existed? Does that make sense to you? Hold up. Let me see. Like she was was pruned before you even existed. Yeah. She said that I have been waiting for this moment my entire life. I just need a second to get my head straight, okay? Wait, yeah, so if she was pruned... I don't understand how she was pruned before he ever existed. We watched her prune herself to get sent to the void well after they fell in love and everything. You feel me? So did she know what happens? Like, she was... um, What am I trying to say here? She she was abducted. She was... Mm -hmm considered a variant and taken out because of her nexus event or whatever before maybe that was before he ever existed you know maybe that was 400 million bajillion years ago and now you know time runs differently in the tva yeah whatever um but she says i was pruned before like is that just a miss talk is that something Nobody caught but me. I don't. I like nobody is. I I haven't heard anybody say anything about that. Am I just dumb? And Greg will inevitably listen to this and then text me and be like, "Listen here, stupid. This is what this means." I just the only tangible explanation I can get because I didn't even think about that was because when I well like the way my brain registered was just the fact that she just got like taken out of her timeline yeah. before he even existed. That which but, makes more sense. But that's not but, getting pruned, right? Yeah, so... Yeah, from my understanding, that doesn't make sense. So I wonder if she had been pruned before, found a way to get back out of the void, and then that's why she wasn't as scared to go get pruned when she pruned herself. Yeah, but she asked so many questions about the void when, when she yeah. was talking to Renslayer. So it's just... I, maybe... Maybe she misspoke. I don't know. Regardless, let's continue on to the episode. If you know the answer, uh, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook because I'm confused, as always. They go in. They talk to Miss Minutes. Like you said, it was a jump scare. Mm -hmm. Hey, y'all. And uh, she does her whole talk. She says that they can have whatever they want. You know, he'll figure out a way to make it work. If Loki wants to beat the Avengers, fine. You win, man. If you want the Infinity Gauntlet, it's all yours. You can kill mm-hmm. Thanos. You want to rule Asgard? The throne? Yours. And Sylvie, you'll wake up with, with memories as good as, as any other memories that you can even imagine. You know, you're going to... You guys can live together forever, you know, on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, they decline. Or Sylvie, rather, recli- declines. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. And Miss Minutes is like leaves. And so they go walking and they're standing at the elevator door, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then that opens up and a 
young-ish. Not young, but a a man. A, an, a black guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got in trouble for saying African-American last time because I don't know where he's from, man. A black guy. <laughs> a black guy was sitting there and I thought that that was the guy that they cast to play Kang the Conqueror, but I did not look it up until after the episode was over. I was very good about not being on my phone the first time. Good on you. Um, he was sitting there and I was like, oh, who is this guy? And then they start to talk and he says, oh, you're he who remains. And he goes, oh, she still calls me that? You know, mm. it's it's spooky, but I like it. <laughs> you know, it was pretty. He blew me away. I thought he was awesome. Jonathan Summers. Or uh, Jonathan Majors? Majors, yeah. I thought he was great. He was really good, man. I mean, you and I were talking a little bit about him because uh, one of his big, uh, uh, bigger breakout roles recently was in Love Lovecraft uh, Country on HBO. And that character is vastly different from what he plays in uh, Loki. Very more straight, serious, uh, almost monotone. But, you know, it's a drama. But this, I, I did not expect him to be as wacky. It kind of goes to show, like, his acting prowess, but also I, I, it makes sense of the madness behind him, right? Because he talks about his history. He gives us an explanation about uh, where he comes from. I think he said the 31st century, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, 31st century. He basically figured out uh, how to basically take advantage of the multiverse, which meant he... Uh, was like more of a good intended or he said lesser evil one, right? Because he said we're all vill- villains here, which I yeah. liked. But um, we've all done bad stuff. Yeah, but it, it goes to show like he is he's a wacky guy. You can tell he's so animated. Yeah. That's what I keep saying. He was a lot more animated than I thought he was gonna be. hmm Yeah, it was pretty cool. So I uh I liked it. And I also <laughs> part of me wondered, I was like where do you get that apple? Because he's just eating, chomping away on an apple the whole time. Somebody pruned him an apple. I don't know. Is it an Ohio apple? Shut up with Ohio. Ugh. I'm not even from Ohio. <laughs> that's that's why it's funny. I've never even been to Ohio. Shout out to all our listeners in Ohio. Uh, tell your friends we uh, love Ohio. Boost the ratings. Yeah. Ohio is a state. For lovers. But yeah, they uh, they go into the elevator with... He who remains, I'm not going to call him Kang, but he mm-hmm. who remains, they go into the elevator. And he goes, oh, I'm not what you were expecting, huh? And he says, you're just a man. He goes, yep, flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. And he goes, does that disappoint you? And Sylvie says, no, that just means you're easier to kill. <laughs> and she like does this huge swing. Anybody could have blocked that, obviously, yeah. but he's just like, Tew! and he's just laying back, uh-huh. smiling. I was like, oh. and. uh Sylvie like swings at him a few times and then they finally get to their floor. He's like, all right, just come on in. And he, he makes them coffee. And he goes, here, sit down. Loki and Loki. He doesn't call her Sylvie until later on, I don't think. Does he even call her Sylvie? Uh, at one point, he yells, grow up, Sylvie! Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, he does yell Sylvie at her. At That's that right. But yeah, it was uh, all, like, uh, if you've seen it, you've seen it, man. You, you know, you're not listening to this episode if you didn't watch the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to uh, describe it in full detail. But 
certain parts were were really good on him, man. He was he was gripping. Mm-hmm. For someone who didn't do a lot, he definitely kept your attention. Oh yeah, it's it, anyway, like you're just so like edge of your seat because you don't know what he's gonna reveal. Is he lying? Is he telling the truth? What, is she gonna murder him? Are they gonna murder him? Are they gonna take the deal? It's there's a lot on the line. So he offers them the chance to just be the new timekeepers, mm-hmm. which is odd. Loki calls him a liar for that. Why would anybody give up their power? And he says, well, I'm old and tired, man. Do you think he was telling the truth? I think he was. So do I. Obviously. I mean, even it's Obviously. because, sorry, I think it's, uh, Go on. I was, you know, I thought he was lying too until he started talking about like, I don't know what happens next. And also, uh, he's like, I, I may have fibbed a little bit, but the fact that you have Loki defending him, he's like, cause he even says like, I, yeah, as someone who's a liar himself, I can tell when someone else is. And he's like, this guy, I think we should at least hear him out. And it was really cool. Cause it just shows like in six episodes, how f- much this 2012 Avengers Loki has uh, developed in just a short amount of time. So, uh, that's what made it f- feel okay to believe that he's not lying. So ultimately, um, I think, you know, I, so for instance, so Sylvie ends up, Merkin this dude, right? She sends Loki back after a very dramatic kiss, sends him back to the TVA, and shit's going nuts. Timelines are spiraling out of nowhere. It's turned into like some crazy roots and everything with the way it's looking. And so when she just kills him and he goes, See you soon. Oh. Like gives you goose pimples. Yeah, because you know he's gonna come back, but it's also she warned them too, which is the biggest thing. I was like, I, I might be the lesser evil. So this is probably the better deal. If you want to take care of just keep the universe. Yeah, it sucks what I did. Yada, yada, yada. But there's going to be worse versions of me because he's just a variant. They're all variants. Yeah. So what we're going to get in full fledged, which I think is probably why they wanted Jonathan to be so animated and wacky, because the king that might be the the villain or villains, who knows how many kings we're actually going to get in. Uh, the MCU moving forward, especially with like Quantum Mania and Man of the Wasp, he might be a totally different version. He could be very strict and brooding, typical villain. Or my, he might be like a Joker, like he's a fucking batshit crazy. Who knows? We can only hope. Yeah, I. Uh, so that's what gets me really excited because he he might be a very very scary guy. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. No matter what goes on, I think it's gonna be awesome. I agree. And so, what was I gonna ask? I had something I wanted to ask. So. Let's talk about the timeline, right? Canon. Canon, canon, canon. This goes into a recent uh, news piece that I wanted to save until a little bit later. But so basically, Kevin Feige was uh, talking to, I don't know who, uh, but some news outlet was reporting, which is kind of spread like wildfire, um, where basically he mentioned that everyone at Marvel Studios had a huge meeting, which basically is discussing the rules of the multiverse. So I'm going to pull up this quote real quick. Kevin Feige said, the multiverse is coming up in a big way. There's interconnectivity there that people have already started to see and suss out. And I had a meeting this morning with the whole broad Marvel Studios team going through the multiverse and the rules of the multiverse and exactly how to really deliver on the excitement surrounding the multiverse. Because like with so much with Marvel, that is a topic when we first had Sam Jackson appear in a cameo at the end of Iron Man, 
I thought it would be a relatively small group of people that were excited by that, and that we'd have to then educate a broader public about what that meant and who Nick Fury was. But almost instantly, if you remember way back to summer of 2008, it ignited everyone's imagination. So mm. what else has he said? Back when Brad Pitt was going to be Captain America. Oh, God. You don't remember that? I I, I don't even know. I, I just think that gets overshadowed because of uh, John Krasinski almost being Captain America. And that story everyone knows. Because Chris Evans was phenomenal as Captain America. Phenomenal. Go on. Uh, he also went on to say that we just we used to not need a whiteboard because it really was just all in our collective imaginations at the studio. Uh, Feige said just before the pandemic, we started going, you know, maybe we need a big whiteboard. And then we all went into our houses. <laughs> so I'm looking at So this article I'm getting is from Slash Film, a really good news outlet. No BS. But I like what they wrote here. <laughs> they said possible rules in the multiverse. Some possible rules. No sandwiches. Absolutely. No one can eat a sandwich in the multiverse. To do so in existence uh, would collapse upon itself everyone smokes cigars you read that right god isn't real dracula is a president dr strange plays the drums edward norton hulk never happened but the angley hulk did <laughs> mummies are back and george rr R. martin finally finished those game of thrones novels <laughs> <laughs> just some goofy stuff but uh yeah i i like that kevin feige is actually openly saying like we had to discuss our rules going forward because multiverse is going to get very very tricky very fast because if you think about it the multiverse in the show we're learning more about variants and everything that can be possible in the universe so that's instantly brought up a like an a spike in what ifs for what if was originally supposed to be just you know what if stories but now that there's a multiverse and this is taking place right after loki does that mean these are all just variant storylines but we're not seeing it in live action Ooh. So does that just mean they're all variants? So technically canon. Does that mean all the canon. shows like uh <laughs> Canon Murdoch? <laughs> Shout out to the bow. Um, does that mean that Agents of Shield is now canon again? After season three, then when it got all kind of wild. Does that mean it's all canon? Which to me that was like, please. But also, does that mean our Netflix series like Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, are those all canon? They're just multiverse? Does that mean we're getting Wolverine? <laughs> Does that mean we might actually get the X-Men coming into this? That so would that's be why, essential, man. So that I think that's awesome. why they're probably talking about these rules, right? Which makes me a little nervous. It might be like, yeah, yeah, just so you know, we got rules. We'll probably explain it in the movies, but also... Those shows aren't canon. No, they're canon, man. They, they are. have to be. They have to be. They don't have to be, but like they <laughs> exist. They they can easily say, yeah, they're canon, except they're just on a different timeline. Can we just can we just have right? smart? Can we just have smart Hulk and Rhodey and who else was there? Ant Man. Can we just have them explain the multiverse like they explain time travel? No, we your, know we need your future past can't be your past future present. <laughs> You know who we need, actually? <laughs> who? Who we need to explain the rules of the multiverse is not one of those guys, but who we need is Louis. Luis. Michael Pena. Oh, yeah, that would be. And <laughs> just explain everything. That would be cool, too. But I loved listening to those guys in uh, Avengers Endgame talking about time travel. Mm. If you go in, if you go back in time, that means your past is your new present. So you can't change your past future by changing your future past present 
future. <laughs> yep. So Back to the Future is bullshit. Yeah. Good so, times. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's gonna be uh, interesting. Yeah, I agree. We get a little post credit scene. I think calling it a post credit scene is uh, giving it a little bit m- too much uh, mustard. It was basically just a name on there, and it gets stamped, mm. right? Unless, did you get? Did you see something Louis didn't see? You know, I, I wonder if there's maybe something in like the credits with like the paperwork and stuff, but I didn't care to look that far. So basically, it says Loki in Lafayette, right? Mm-hmm. That might be wrong. Something like that. And then it gets stamped. <laughs> Loki will return in season two. That scares me, Dev. That scares me. Scares you? What do you mean? Is he not going to be in anything until season two of Loki? Probably. That. Then I don't like that. I want him like, to be in Multiverse of Madness because let's think. he's got to like, come on, not, come on now. It's going to be the Multiverse of freaking Madness, man. All right. All right. So we need to look something up real quick. The only so, way I could see them getting out of that is that they're all Loki. Sylvie is Loki. They're all Loki. A Loki will be here in season two. It's going to happen. So you get your Loki in Multiverse of Madness or Spider-Man No Way Home or the Marvels or somewhere else. So let's see. So what if comes out next? That's 2021. Miss Marvel and Hawkeye are supposed to be late 2021. Then we have Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Secret Invasion, and the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special are all coming out next year in 2022. Then we have Ironheart, Armor Wars, an untitled Wakanda series, and now season two of Loki that are all TBA. So that's got to be 2023 and beyond. So if they fit season two of Loki into 2023, I'd say that's fair. I don't think they'd make us wait more than two years. But with the movies that are coming out, they have, um, let's see, where could this fit in? So uh, Shang-Chi's Eternals and Spider-Man No Way Home are all the remainder of 2021. In 2022, we have Multiverse of Madness in March, Thor Love and Thunder in May, Black Panther Wakanda Forever in July, and then we have Miss uh, the Marvels in November 22. So that, damn, next year is going to be packed. Holy cow. Um, so that leaves us with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania in February of 2023, <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May of 2023, then Fantastic Four is TBA, plus all the other movies. So. 2023 is going to be lit, yo. I think 2023 is when we'll get season two because it might, <laughs> it might, honestly, it might play after Ant-Man and the Wasp. So Probably. that's February until May. There is a gap there between that and the next Guardians film. And then for 2023, everything is TBA, Ironheart, Armor Wars, and Wakanda. They could already be shooting. No, I don't, they're not already shooting Loki. They might shoot Loki next year. I think that might come out in between. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to come out after Quantumania. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. My guess is it's going to be 2023. That's a a hard one to really guess. I don't don't pretend to know what's going on because I try to stay away from it. (laughs) But if they're going to keep He Who Remains, Jonathan Majors, Kang the Conqueror, Amortis, whatever you want to call him, Mm. If they're going to keep him as a protagonist, excuse me, an antagonist for the Loki series, 
I don't know what's going to happen to him in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't like bite the dust or if they don't like figure out a way to destroy all of them, I feel like, yeah, it would be after Ant-Man and the Wasp where he gets his big shine on. Yeah. And then they do Loki season two. So let's talk about this then. So when Loki gets uh, sent back by Sylvie before she uh, kills Kang, she sends him back to the TVA, and then it turns out it's actually a different TVA. Yes. Where Mobius seems to be, maybe he's the one pulling the shots like Ravona. Because um, hmm. you see, he I stares never, up. I never thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, because he stares up and he sees, uh, when he try, like when Loki runs into Mobius and Hunter, uh, trying to say like, oh, like this is what's going on. And then he's like, hey, you're an analyst, right? Like, what's your name? What's your name? And they call for reinforcements. And then Loki peers up and he sees that statue which originally was of the timekeepers is now of uh, he who remains. So he has to be in a different variation, which I thought was kind of strange because she sent him back before she killed him. Yeah. So did she intentionally send him back or what happened there? I did not like, like I'll answer your question, but I do have to say, I did not like that scene. It didn't, it was clunky to me Uh huh. because uh, Mobius is talking to Hunter B-15 about the timeline or whatever. and he's Like when they're well, watching it stray off on that TV? Yeah, and he's like, yeah. well, do we do this? Do we do that? And then Loki goes, we can't! And then <laughs> Owen Will, or Mobius, like, immediately goes, what? Like, <laughs> it doesn't sound right at all. You're just like, whoa, what was that? Yeah, Who are was- you? What are you doing? And it's like, it was. It wasn't organic at all. If I, I was like, "Oh my god, this is uncomfortable." Maybe they yeah. did that on purpose, but I was just like, "Oh, where are they?" Yeah, she sends him back. He sh- ends up back in like the interrogation room. He realizes something. He goes to chase after and find Mobius, and then he's looking around, can't find him. Then he eventually finds him in the library. I gotta tell that's... you something about this episode too. But yeah, so the point I was gonna make was. I think there actually could be a potential that this comes out before Quantumania because it could be showing us and introducing us to the new Kang and this new timeline, which would then set up for Quantumania. Hmm. That make more that might make more sense because if they're going to be fighting against Kang, I don't know if they're going to be the ones who take him down. I don't see Ant Man and the Wasp being the ones who like save the multiverse, uh, unless they you know turn into like a big team up film, but. This could be the way they set up and introduce that movie, is my guess. I I don't know. There's a lot on the playing field of possibility that it's hard to really make of like an educated decision until we have, um, like Eternals, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange in the mix. Once those are out, I think we'll have a better understanding of where we can probably make better predictions, especially for Spider Man because of all the stuff that's gone out with the merchandise and everything. Hmm. That's the point I was going to make. Yeah. Did you see that at the end they were in a different timeline Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, they were back at the TVA and it clearly wasn't the same TVA, Mm -hmm. but you hear a hunter yelling and you see him running in the background. You don't get a good look of his face, but in the credits you see the actor's name and the the name of the hunter he was playing. And, uh, it was uh, it was Casey. Wait, what? Casey was like the lead hunter in in uh, in the TVA there at the end. 
Hold up. Wait, where in the go where back and watch the credits? Again. I'm I, watching the credits right now. In the credits, I don't remember the guy's name. Eugene something. Uh the actor's name or like uh Casey's yeah, name? The actor's name. So you where do you where do you see him being like the lead hunter? Maybe he's not the lead hunter, but he's like rah, 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 rah. you hear his voice. He's like yelling to the other hunters about something. Yeah, oh, I, it's a sound I, cue. I saw it in in the uh in the Watch Mojo video. Interesting. Yeah, uh season 2, I want more Casey. I know how much you love Casey, so I figured I'd have to bring that up to you. Sounds dumb. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. <laughs> They're making paperweights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's a fish? <laughs> what's a fish? Dude, he reminds me of Forky. Wow. He's just a live variant bold. of Forky. Bold to call Casey Forky, dude. What's a fish? <laughs> Trash? I love Forky, man. <laughs> I love Casey. You know, I you know the whole thing you just said, he was like, you hear his voice. Totally, we totally glossed over something big. The beginning where we get our traditional Marvel credits we get instead of like the paper, like the comic paper folds, you know, uh, sound or like the, that, that kind of like ensemble of music with a Marvel, uh, logo, we get voices from all over the movies and the shows too. Did you notice that? Yeah. It ended with God. I'll never remember this guy's name. Cassilius. Cassilius. All right. I want to go in order here. So, as I have closed captions on, so I like it's a better thing. The first thing you hear is um, Iron Man powering up. And here, way to go, Tic Tac. Hope says that's how you punch. Black Panther says what? Kind of forever. Ant-Man says, uh, let me... Oh, God. Plus, you hear... God, there's so much. Oh, my God. You also hear the the music from End of Endgame with uh, Steve dancing with Peggy. You hear that playing? Yeah, that's the song in the background. Hope says, that's how you punch. Black Panther goes, Wakanda forever. <laughs> Ant-Man says, you haven't heard of me. Let me put you on hold. Uh, from Natasha. Then Dance Off Bro from Quill. Thor goes, a friend from work. Rogers goes, I can do this all day. Rogers, uh... Yeah, I know from Peter. Hank says, I'll show you ferocity. Captain Marvel, higher, further, faster, baby. Loki says we have a Hulk. Cor- Why does Loki say we have a Hulk? What the hell? Korg says we're going to jump on that spaceship and get out of here. Want to come? That's what Loki says to Thanos. Oh, in, that's uh, right. In uh, Infinity War. And Your then he, puny god. And then he gets absolutely annihilated. <laughs> puny god is what Hulk says to Loki. Ah, there's so much stuff. Yeah, so... I thought that was probably a hint that there was going to yeah. be, I don't know, just the the presence of the multiverse and everything, right? I thought that was very interesting, but it gives me a headache just listening to it because there's so many things going on. Yeah. There's they, even a Greta Thunberg in there. There's a Neil Armstrong line. There's a whole thing about that. There's so much. The bad guy from Doctor Strange, Pacelius, Cacilius, he says something about uh, um, time and how it's mm-hmm. the biggest enemy of the uh, of the Avengers and stuff like that. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah There's a lot in that, which I thought was kind of cool, but... But... <sighs> There's got to be something. Loki comes running out of the room there. 
and he sees the the timeline going nuts. It's right before he goes and finds uh, Mobius. And you see some hunters coming out going nuts. And there's mm. a, and it points to Casey as a hunter. You can't see him very well, but you hear him yelling and he's just running and he's doing his, ah, we got it. Ah. <laughs> and uh, in the credit scene, he plays, his name is Eugene Cordero and he plays Hunter KE5. KE5. Excuse me, K5E. K5E. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, goodness. Loki was good, man. But, you know, the worst thing about Loki being over is now we have to come up with our own content again. (laughs) Oh, no. What are we going to (laughs) do? How many weeks now do we have until uh, what if it's on your birthday? So many. So many weeks. (laughs) Oh, I know. Like three, maybe three or four. But that's okay. okay. Okay, I just saw what you're talking about, uh, Casey. I heard him. It said man reporting. To, it says man report to the armory, armory sir. Yeah. Good for Casey. He's he finally got what he deserved. He's well, getting promotion. He's getting more responsibility. He didn't get promoted. This is a different time. But in this timeline, maybe he did. Maybe he's Kang. Maybe he's a variant. Maybe he's from Ohio. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here today on Earth 894. Oh, man. Yeah, so Loki, overall, I think Louie and I both agree, this has been a great time. I'm glad that every episode was at least 45 minutes, and they didn't turn into like 45, then, you know, 25, or it was a good length for everything. Yeah, it was It was good. Good show. So, yeah, so uh, before we head out, though, uh, we did have... A few things on our Instagram going on. So uh, just want to remind you guys, we did have a spoiler episode and discussion of uh, episode five of Loki, along with our Black Widow movie review and discussion. That was part of our live episode from previous week. So go ahead and check that out. If you have seen the movie now, uh, go back and listen to our uh, really thrilling discussion. It's great. We had an awesome time and we'll probably do it again for uh, maybe some other shows. And definitely for the movies, we'll have new episodes that are live. (laughs) That'll be fun. <laughs> I just saw you renamed one of the things on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, Instagram like that? page. Yeah, that made me laugh. Yeah, so what Louie's talking about, actually, uh, we have these little Instagram story games and stuff we like to have fun with every day. So on Tuesdays, we have Trivia Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, we have Would You Rather Wednesdays, which Louie has been curating very well, I might add. And then we have, uh, I guess on Thursdays now, is our MCU as in Y-O-U, where Louie asks a question, and then, uh, yeah, it is, that's, uh, we just want your opinion. And then also, we just started a new thing for Friday called Battles, uh, is the uh, highlight name, but it's basically like called Battle for eight, uh, Battle for Earth 894. It's kind of like our secret wars of our own podcast. So follow us on Instagram. It's so fun. Come on, it is guys. It's very fun, actually. Um, and our trivia it's no longer going to be Loki themed because we did six weeks of Loki trivia. So I think, uh, so now we're going to have to come up with our own content again, guys. I know. Hey, Marvel, can you speed up the process or can we just take a time pad to a few weeks in the future? Absolutely. Can we get a Mobius strip? What? Inverted. (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyways, so, go ahead with the trivia day. So for our trivia Tuesday from uh, July 13th of this year, the question was, Loki took control of blank at the beginning of Avengers. 2012. Thank you. So the options were Captain America, Never. Iron Man, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Correct answer was Hawkeye, where 10 people answered correctly and only one person answered Black Widow. Sad trombone. Sad trump kit. <laughs> so let's give uh, some quick shout outs here. Uh, to all those who answered Hawkeye correctly was we are Marvel. Uh, excuse me. We are Marvel pod. Check them out. Vote mm-hmm. me for God. Emily Sweetheart. Kaj Wills. Uh, that is definitely a bot, but they answered correctly. <laughs> That's awesome. Seoksa Biz 5, man. Good job. Guys. Buy more followers or likes. Hey, but they answered it. So <laughs> it's just, they're, they're getting smarter. <laughs> then we have Jeff, uh, Jeff Duckman, Louis Tonarini, uh, Gerald Smith, and Greg Meleshevsky. Yeah, you did hey, it. I finally said it right. Oh, and oh. I missed one. I'm sorry. Uh, N.O. Campo Customs. Sorry. We had so many people answer that it actually didn't fill up on the first page. So good job, guys. You Thank had a you. second page? Yeah, I had to go on to see more or see all. What is life? That's awesome. All right, guys. Would you rather? Today, this time, I even put little uh, little guys in there. Little uh, gifts. Um, would you rather have Thanos as a dad or have Ego as a dad? Well, 75% of people said they'd rather have Ego as a dad than Thanos. I was kind of surprised. I sided with Thanos. But I have one reason why. I went with Ego. I did not go with Ego because you know that he's going to try and kill you no matter what. He needs to harness you. Thanos tried to kill Nebula a lot, and then literally killed Gamora. Well, the thing is, he didn't try to kill. He literally Nebula. threw he, Gamora he off a cliff. He did it because he had to. He did, he it did he had not to. have to. Yeah, because there's only one thing he loved. No, no, no. You think he would have gotten the stone if he threw Nebula off? He, he didn't been like, God, have damn, to have that stone. He wanted the stone, so he threw Gamora off a cliff. I beg to differ. Would you rather be able to control <laughs> minds like Wanda or be able to control feelings like Mantis? And the obvious choice with a whopping 88% of voters was control minds like Wanda. Yeah, that's pretty good. I already have the ones for next week, guys. And I think they're pretty good. Ooh. And this one... um. A bunch of people that don't listen to the podcast, apparently. (laughs) Would you rather have Deadpool join the MCU or have Wolverine join the MCU? And 78% of the voters don't listen to the show because they said Deadpool. 22% of the voters were correct in saying (laughs) Wolverine. And let me tell you who the 22% of the voters were. Freaking me. (laughs) And freaking Greg. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I I was kind of split on that one, too. So that's why I didn't vote. But it's kind of funny because around the same time you posted this, there was that viral video going around of uh, Deadpool doing a react video with Korg to uh, Free Guy, yeah. which was actually pretty funny. Check it out if you haven't seen it. There's a lot of 
really good meta jokes and stuff but um you know i where where's the would you rather that just concedes and says both i like both both is good and then for the battles our first battle was old loki versus throg and uh devon 88 percent old loki would destroy the amphibious throg 12 percent only voted for throg which which was greg i'm starting to see a pattern here but you know i was kind of wondering too i was like could throg beat loki but it's old loki so he's human plus he has all this crazy illusion power and everything that he and we so much experience what also made me realize that it had to be old loki was the fact that we saw underground in the previous episode uh when they're going underground to their like bunker you see throg is literally stuck in a jar trying to go for mjolnir if the dude can't beat a glass jar, then he probably can't beat old Loki. Would have been better if it was Throg versus Alligator Loki. I was going to put that, but I felt like that was a very... Everybody would have voted for Alligator Loki. Everybody loved so? Alligator Loki. Yeah, I, th- I mean, probably I think it was, eat him. It was a recency bias anyway, man. Nobody's <laughs> voting for old man Loki if they never saw him in the episode. Come on. That's fair. So, uh, who knows? Oh, you know what? Do you think we should make it so the winner goes to fight another week against someone else and we keep going? Do like a tournament, man. Come on. Yeah, like ooh, I should, ooh. Not not winner goes on. You got to do like a like a tournament style. That would be cool. Ooh, yeah. Um, it's a good idea. Anyways, guys, we're rambling. So, I recently started sending out stickers and I I wrote a couple little letters. The first one that I did didn't get a letter because I didn't think about it in time. I'm sorry, Dan. Um, (laughs) But you get, if you want some stickers, just let me know and I'll send you some stickers. I have stamps. All I ask is that you take a picture of where you put the stickers and I'm going to post them on our Instagram and on our, on our uh, Facebook page and try and get, people to see that we got stickers man come on we just want to give shout outs is what it comes down to really yeah we're always glad to have fans we have other things in store you know we're trying to build up our uh our audience so if you want stickers please let us know we will get you stickers but yeah follow us on instagram give give our page on facebook a like Make sure you give us a good review on whatever platform you listen to. If there's an option like on uh, Apple Podcasts to give us a review, please go ahead and do so. Give us some feedback at uh, earth894podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think. If you ever have any questions or you want to write in and we can read your message on air, go ahead and do so. We want to. We love having uh, fan interaction spotlighted on our podcast so you feel more invested in what you're listening to, more recognized. So, uh, yeah, we love everyone who's uh, interacted with us so far um just keep it up we enjoy it all right guys join us next week where we're going to talk about something that we don't have to think about an episode of probably phase three revisited <laughs> we're gonna do something all right everyone that's it for fa94 this week you heard everything if you want stickers contact us just basically keep in touch But that's it for us. I'm Devin. Bye, guys. That's Louie.
Hey, y'all.